The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello, and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate positive energy with Alyssa Hope, who is a world-renowned spiritual motivational healer, speaker, and writer, and is the author of, where is it, Hope from Heaven, about her near-death experience as a teenager. Hello, Alyssa, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm happy to have you. Hope from Heaven, it's a very intimate account of what happened to you during your uh, near-death experience and had numerous after-death experiences. So let's dive in. What happened when you were 14? Okay. My mom, she was going to be going through a divorce, so... My dad wasn't giving her much money at all. So instead of my mother taking me to my regular dentist to have a cavity filled, she took me to a clinic that opened up just like two minutes from our house. So obviously this dentist, I mean, he wasn't too good of a dentist if he even was one in the first place because he gave me too much nitrous oxide, which cut off my oxygen supply and I had no pulse. I was, they confirmed that I was dead. They were giving up on CPR on me. And during the time that CPR was being performed, my soul left my body and traveled to heaven where my three guardian angels were waiting for me in the light. And they told me I was safe with them in heaven. And they gave me the choice of staying in heaven or returning to my life with an important purpose. And they did say, if I chose to return to my life, 
that it would be a very challenging one in exchange for being allowed to go back to my life. So, and the, but honestly, they they really were kept telling me that if I stayed with them in heaven, I would be so much happier in heaven rather than if I did come back here. But I kept saying, I have to go back. My mom really needs me because not only I knew she was in an unhappy marriage, heading for divorce, I was her only daughter. And she and I, you know, we were best friends. We were so close that I just felt like, how can I just leave her behind? You know, I knew I didn't, I didn't even think she'd be able to survive such a devastating loss of, of losing her only daughter at 14 years old. So my guardian angels, they said to me, before you make your final decision, they showed me what my funeral would be like had I chose not to go back to my life if I stayed in heaven. And everybody was, of course, sad at my funeral, but it was only my mother. She was throwing herself on top of my casket and she was screaming, crying, don't leave me, Alyssa, come back to me, come back to me. I love you, don't leave me. Oh. So, yeah, of course I was so, I was upset to see her so devastated and grief stricken. So I was saying to my guardian angel, see, she really needs me. I have to go back. And then all of a sudden I heard footsteps. And when I turned, I saw God was right in front of me, standing right before me, face to face. And God said, God said, what's the matter, my child? Why are you crying? Why are you so upset? So I said, I have to go back. My mom really needs me. So he turned to my three guardian angels and he said, send her back immediately. And then he turned to me and he said, but I'm sending you back with a very important purpose. He said, it will not be revealed to you until the time is right because I was too young to handle such a responsibility, such a huge responsibility of being his messenger at only 14 years old. So I told him I understand. And then I even, I said to my guardian angels, I hope you're not upset that I chose to go back because they had kept trying to tell me to stay with them, you know, in heaven and I'll be so much happier there. So they laughed and they said, no, of course not. They said, we'll be watching over you your whole life. They said, whenever you're feeling lonely, they said, you're going to feel something touching your hair. And they said, that's going to be us stroking your hair. So you'll know that we're always with you and you're never alone. So that's very, you know, comforting to me because a lot of times I do feel their gentle touch. So there's a lot more, of course, to my near-death experience, but you'll read about it in my book, Hope from Heaven. It's available now for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and the publication date is July 28, 2023. So, but it is available for pre-order, yeah. And this is from John Hunt Publishing. They have so yeah. many wonderful books out there that are just so I just love John Hunt Publishing's books. 
because yeah yeah good stuff and this is hope from heaven a true a true story of divine intervention and the girl who came back as god's messenger so how do you feel that you're god's messenger yeah i just want to say it's o books because john hunt publishing has different you know imprints so it's actually o books right 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 o books yes from john hunt Pub yeah an imprint yeah, that's their spiritual yes imprint <laughs> And they're wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Um, so, so you feel like now you're God's messenger. So why do yeah. you chosen to be God's messenger? Well, that's I. Whenever people say to me, "Why, why are you the chosen one?" Yeah. I kid around. I always kid around, and my response is, "God only knows." <laughs> you know, God only knows. But I do believe that it's because even before I had my near-death experience, before I died and met God in heaven, I was always very spiritual and I was such a sensitive, compassionate child. I mean, I would bring home every stray animal that I saw and want to just nurse it back to health. I would always feel other people and animals suffering as if it were my own. So I was extremely always very empathetic. And also, I don't know if you're into astrology, but I'm a Pisces, which, which is actually um, the most spiritual sign of the zodiac and the kindest. So I'm just thinking between all of those things that may have something to do with why, you know, God did choose me to be his messenger here on earth. Uh, I'm just so honored, you know, to be doing some of his spiritual work from the heaven here on earth to spread his light and love throughout the world. Oh, that's yeah. What a, an amazing story. So as God's messenger, what do you do? How do you spread the message? Well, by getting my book published is certainly one way because it has worldwide distribution. So, you know, so many people all over the world will benefit from reading it. And I, I feel that it's something that they'll be able to think back to throughout their entire lives. So, because it also has to do with, it's not just about when I died and met God and was sent back as his messenger. There's also, also in the book, is a breathtakingly beautiful spiritual love story with my beloved boyfriend, Todd Irvin. And he was a former famous supermodel turned psychologist and family and marital licensed therapist in Santa Monica, California. And Todd even founded a suicide prevention clinic. So he was very spiritual too. And we were, him and I, we were both getting divorced to get married when he suddenly died no. of a massive attack. And I didn't even know that he had died yet when he came to me in a dream and he held me and told me he loves me and will always be with me spiritually. And then as soon as I woke up, I found out he died. And it's been nonstop, uh, just extraordinary afterlife communication from him ever since that. 
So, yes, I feel that it will comfort people who have lost loved ones, and we've all lost loved ones, of course. So it will comfort you to know that your soul is eternal just because, you know, you leave your body behind physically when you die, but your soul is eternal. And I think that's very comforting for people to know, as well as your pets go to heaven too, because Todd came to me on my daughter's 16th birthday. He came to me in a visitation dream with my beloved childhood dog, Shag. And Shag was with Todd and Todd said, look who I have here with me. Look who I brought with me to visit you. And Shag was so excited. He was running around all excited and he was young and healthy and happy. And I just woke up feeling so ecstatic, you know, because I've often wondered that myself. Do our pets go to heaven? Are we reunited with them? So the answer is definitely yes. They do. They do. And so how has Todd been communicating with you? Oh, gosh. All the, I mean, so many visitation dreams, so many number signs, bird signs. Birds are messengers of spirit. If you look on my author website, www.alissahope.com, you will see on my homepage at the very bottom is my YouTube video on there. And it's called A Visit from My Deceased Twin Flame with the thumbnail angel caught on camera. And it's Todd who came to me as my angel. If you zoom in, you'll see the angel, and that's Todd making contact with me. And then you'll see about a hundred birds are just reacting, picking up on the angel energy and they're flying in a frenzy all around in circles all around the angel. And this went on for about five hours. Wow. I only, the video was only a minute and a half because obviously, you know, you're not going to want to see it for five hours, but it's really amazing. And I actually have another video, which is God's spirit making contact with me. I went to a priest and a rabbi, and they both confirmed that they truly think it is the spirit of God making contact with me. So I'm holding on to that video because I plan on writing a follow-up book to Hope from Heaven. And then I will post that video on YouTube as well. Mm. This is indeed a wonderful story. And I think it will bring people a lot of hope as they, uh, you know, we've all lost somebody. And to yes. they can communicate with us to know that we still go on to know that we can go, go to heaven and even come back. And right, as I did, yes. And I would also just like to say that my mother, who I came back from heaven for, she just died. She passed away recently, and she's been sending me the most beautiful afterlife communication, too. So oh. it's that's what my follow-up book, I'm going to write a lot about that in my follow-up book as well. That sounds wonderful. I'm sorry for your loss. I just lost my father and I know it's hard. It's really hard. Oh, yeah, it is. It is because you've 
feel like they're going to be in your life forever, your parents, right? And then one day, you know, they're not. So, but true love never dies. It is endless. So always remember that. Yeah. Now, what did your mom think of your near-death experience? Did you tell her about it right away? No, I did not tell her right away. I only told my best friend, Amy, that day, you know, after it happened, I told her about it and I said, I'm telling you, so you won't be afraid to die. I said, I just met God in heaven. So, you know, typical teenage talk, she said, wow, that's so cool. And she said, but thank you for telling me now I'm not afraid to die. So my mother, I actually, for some reason, I just was not ready to share it with her. I, I needed really to process it myself first. So I told my mother a couple years later when we were both watching the news together and on the news, there was a story of a 17 year old girl who died the same way as I did, being given too much nitrous oxide, having a cavity filled. And she didn't get to come back to her life as I did. So that was when I said to my mother, that's what happened to me at the clinic that you took me to, because she knew something happened because they never finished filling my cavity, <laughs> you know, yeah. and the dentist, the dentist said to her, I couldn't finish filling it because she had, she had of a very bad reaction with the nitrous oxide, but he didn't actually say I killed your daughter, you know? So, mm -hmm. but my mother, when I told her that I had the choice of staying in heaven or returning to my life, and I told her I, that I chose to come back for you, she, she said, oh, she was so glad. She said, Thank you, because she said she would not have survived it if I didn't come back for her. Oh, well, then you made the right decision. Right. Yeah, we were so close. We were more like best friends rather than mother and daughter. And we actually had, I was told in heaven, if I did return to my life for her, you know, my guardian angels said, they said, your relationship is going to be a very turbulent one. No better roses, they said, but you will have a special bond where you can each read each other's, know what the other one is thinking and finish each other's sentences, which was so true. My mother, she knew that I was pregnant before I even told her. She actually, my telephone was ringing the day I came home from my OBGYN who confirmed that I was pregnant. And as I was putting my key in my front door of my house, my phone was ringing and I ran in and I answered it. And it was my mother calling. And she said, Alyssa, I must tell you, I had a dream last night that you're pregnant and you're going to have a girl. <laughs> my, my mouth dropped open, you know? And I did have, and I was pregnant then, and I did give birth to a beautiful girl. So we've, we had that kind of, you know, connection, that clairvoyant connection with each other from my near-death experience. That's amazing. Yeah. There's a lot, more, a lot more about that, that you will read in Hope from Heaven. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say that you're, you know, you continue being close even after she's passed. Exactly. I was receiving signs a couple days before she passed that she was going to pass away. So it's so incredible. I actually, and I feel her spirit all around me. And it's just so sweet and loving and beautiful. So, you know, I say to myself, how can I be so sad when I know she's still with me spiritually? Her and Todd, that we're closer than ever spiritually. So it's so healing to know that. And I and that's what I want to share with others, if I can really help ease their pain and suffering from losing such loved ones in their lives. Yeah. And people. And people who are searching for deeper meaning in their lives and who question, you know, does God really exist in heaven? I'm living proof that he does having stood before him in heaven. That's why, you know, I wrote this book. And that's and that's my purpose. Why I was sent back here as well. Now, you talk about your twin flame, Todd. Um, did he know about your your near death experience? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. As I said to you, whoever I meet who I know is spiritual, that's like one of the first things that I will say, you know, I'll speak about my near-death experience. So Todd, when we met each other, that was one of the first things that I said to him. So, well, I actually said to Todd, I said, are you spiritual? And he said, yes, I am. And I said, I'm extremely spiritual. And it was amazing. Todd said, is that because you had a near-death experience? And I said, how did you know? I figured he's psychic, you know? <laughs> so he just, he laughed and he said, I figured that's why you're so spiritual. And then I told him all about it. <laughs> Funny, right? <laughs> yeah. And to, yeah, and to tell you, and to tell you the truth, Todd and I had no idea that we were twin flames until after he died, and he let me know on the morning of his funeral that we're twin flames, and that you'll read about all my book, Hope from Heaven. It's it's so fascinating how he let me know that. And he's the one who actually revealed my full purpose to me of why I was sent back here from heaven. And Todd and I, when he was alive and we were together here on earth, we just thought that we were soulmates. We we didn't even know what twin flames was then, you know, so we had no idea. It's, it's quite amazing, though. It's been quite a journey, you know. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's what a what a unique bond that you two had. Oh, and and here I thought Todd was actually like my celebrity crush. I saw a picture of him when I was a teenager, and I said out loud, "I said that's my Prince Charming. We're going to be together one day." But I said it more like as more like a fantasy, you know. I mean, I don't think I truly believe that we would meet and fall in love one day unless subconsciously I guess my soul actually knew that we would you know but at the time and I didn't meet him until years later but I used to always think you know how when you're 
young and you you try to envision who will I marry one day, you know, what would he look like, be like? And I would always picture Todd Irvin, always. And I always thought about him throughout the years, but it wasn't actually until years later that we did meet. And the second that we met each other, we both just, it was such an instant connection and it hit us both so hard. And we just knew that this is something that we never experienced with anyone else before, any other relationship in our life. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, Back to our podcast and back to our guest. Wow. Now, had you been spiritual before this whole experience? Yes, I was not not as spiritual, of course, as I am now. But I mean, I I did not grow up in a religious household, 
But I myself always had a deep belief in God and I would walk to school and pray to God every day while walking to school. So I was spiritual, but now, you know, I'm beyond spiritual. I'm as spiritual as you can be now, of course. Right. So Emily was not. And, um, and I would even try and get my mother to be more spiritual. And she actually did after, you know, hearing about my near-death experience, then she definitely did, you know, become more spiritual than she was. She used to think dying was just, you go to sleep and that's it, you know? So I had to educate her about it. And then, and then I would say to her, you'll give me signs when you go to heaven, you know, that you're so alive and happy in heaven. And she gives me signs like that all the time. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, now, how, how did the rest of your family, um, you know, react to this news? Well, my grandmother actually had a near-death experience of her own. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so she 100%, of course, related to mine, but her, her near-death experience, she didn't meet God like I did, but this was back in the day when abortions were not, you know, the way they're not performed the way that they are today. So she had to have an abortion and she was hemorrhaging terribly. And she also had no pulse. And, you know, during that time, she said too that her soul left her body. And she said she traveled through a tunnel and into the light, just as I did. But the only person who she met in heaven, she said, was um, her grandfather and she wa she wanted to go to him and she was putting her hand out to him, but he told her, no, no, Lily, it's not your time to go yet. You have to go back. Mm -hmm. And then she did back through the long speeding tunnel. And then, you know, her soul went back into her body and that was her near death experience. So when I told her about mine that, mine was a lot more where I came face to face with God and was sent back as his messenger. You know, she was, she was fascinated by it. And then on her deathbed, you know, I sat with her and she wanted to hear about my near death experience again. And I told her, you know, her parents are waiting for her and she died so peacefully and she thanked me because she was not afraid. She said, you know, she was she was then happy to go to heaven because she was terminally ill. So and then my grandmother gave me amazing afterlife communication, really? which is yeah, it's in my book as well. She came to me actually in person. So. You'll read about that in my book. That's amazing. I actually came to you in person, but in person and spirit form. Yes. Okay. I was going to say she wasn't solid. No, she, yeah, she was in spirit form. But I um 
I was on the fence if I should stay in the house where I was living at or if I should move to the house where I'm living in now. So I was awake watching TV and all of a sudden I just look up above my bed and it's my grandmother's spirit floating above my bed. And she said to me, in case you're wondering where you should move to, and she took her finger and pointed to the side of her neck because I live in the neck. So, so I thought it was, it was unbelievable. She was letting me know that I should move to the neck where I'm living now. So, you know, I took her advice and I did. And I mean, I absolutely love where I'm living now. So she gave me good advice. <laughs> what does this mean, the neck? Well, where, where I live, I'm out in the neck. Remember I told you I live um, like my own nature preserve out in the woods. So everybody calls it, you know, the neck. So that's where I am. I don't think we have those in Missouri. So, <laughs> <laughs> I that before. So it's funny. So she was literally, and luckily if, you know, if, if I had somebody coming to me and pointing to their neck saying that's where I should live, I'm like, I don't get it. Oh, I I understood. Yeah, because I knew exactly what she was telling me. Exactly what she was talking about. Yes. And not, and not only that, then um, my husband, when he went to pick up the keys for the mailbox, would you believe on the keys were six numbers and they were the numbers of his birthday. So I knew it was another incredible sign that, you know, I made the right decision to move here. I'm very big on signs. So I'm always looking for signs. As I always say, you can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. You absolutely cannot, you know. And I also think it's because I have a higher consciousness to heaven from my near-death experience. So, you know, this is why all these things always happen to me. And with the birds in my a visit from my deceased twin flame video, two of those birds from the video, they stayed with me and they moved into my garage and they built a bird nest. And on the 4th of July, they had four baby birds. And then they came back to me last spring and they had five birds. And they just returned to me now. And, and you'll get chills. I put on my mother's um, wedding band. And this was the wedding band that she had on her finger when she passed away. And of course, you know, it's so special to me and sentimental. So the other day I said, you know what? I'm going to wear, I'm going to put it on. And it was the first time since she passed away that I put it on. And then I just walked and opened my garage. I was going outside to get my mail and my mouth dropped open. My birds were right there and I took it as a sign. And don't forget, I didn't see them since they had flown south. And I really took it as a sign, like when I put my mom's wedding band on that they should have just returned to me, you know, right then and there, you know. So it's all really fascinating, you know, signs and messages and afterlife communication. 
Right, right. Um, yeah, I teach a class called Love Never Dies about the different signs our loved ones can send us. And uh, birds and animals and insects are very easy signs for them to send, but it, that's why they're also a very common sign for us mm -hmm. to receive because it's, uh, they have a special connection with these, these beings that they can send them. Um, now, in your book, uh, chapter nine is the angel's warning, which I, I was very interested in that. Can you tell us what happened with the angel's warning? Well, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to give it away because the book's not out yet and you'll read it in the book. But when I did have my, when I was in heaven, my guardian angel said to me, if I stay in heaven, I will have eternal bliss. They said, if you return to your life, they said, you're going to go through something very, you know, very bad that you don't think you're going to survive it when you're going through it, but you will because we'll be watching over you to make sure you get through it. So this was their warning, what they were warning me about. And when I went through it, you know, I thought back to when they warned me about it. So I knew that I would get through it. But I mean, it was something very traumatic that I went through. And, you know, you'll read all about it in Hope from Heaven. But right. they did say they did say after I went through that, that I would always be okay after that. And I was so, you know, it's really amazing how they did, you know, they warned me about it, but I knew, and I actually did feel them stroking my hair at the time that I was going through it. So it comforted me and it helped me to get through it. I can't imagine going through anything worse than losing your twin flame so suddenly and tragically. Well, you know, that, that I have to say it, it is upsetting, but then when I, knew that Todd and I are actually twin flames, which is one soul that was split into two bodies and share the same consciousness. I knew he's always a part of me that, you know, we're always together spiritually and actually closer now spiritually than when he was alive here physically. So I'm actually, you know, I, I can't say that I'm upset about it anymore because I'm really not because I know he's still with me always. So this is what people will take away from them when they read Hope from Heaven, that their loved ones, they're not gone. They're, they're spiritually connected to you, always with you. Your relationship actually gets stronger spiritually and deeper you know it's they're just in another dimension but they're always watching over you and always with you and protecting you and loving you and guiding you they're always just a thought away yes and even more so than that you know they're they're actually holding you and hugging you even if you can't really feel it physically. It's they just know that they are. They're always around you, always with you, always by your side. As a matter of fact, when I was at my mom's funeral, 
and I, I'm leaning over in her casket and I'm, I'm holding her, you know, like my hand is gently on her arm and I was giving her a kiss and I'm, and I actually laughed to myself and I was like, okay, mom, I know you're standing right next to me now, you know? So, and I actually said to my mother on my way to her funeral in the car as I was driving, I said, mom, if you send me one bird when I'm speak when I'm standing up speaking about you and when I'm done speaking if I look up and I see one bird I will know that it's you and that you're with me so after I spoke about my mom and I even played a beautiful song for her I look up and sure enough there was one beautiful white bird that was flying above me and it flew into the sun right into the sun and I I even said out loud oh my gosh I asked mom to send me the sign one bird and there it is and everybody looked up and saw too you know and their mouths dropped open but they all know all about how spiritual I am so they really were not surprised though you know Mm, uh, that is amazing. Um, yeah. Wow. Sounds like you've had so many transformative experiences. Now, yeah. how do you feel like your life has changed since your near-death experience? How do you feel like that? Um, right. Well, yeah. For, yeah. Well, for one thing, I'm not afraid of dying. I always say, been there, done that already, <laughs> you know, and also, twin flames, they're sent here in their last lifetime when their soul's very advanced and they're sent here as a light worker. So I know that I was sent back, you know, not only as God's messenger, but also as a light worker to raise the vibration of love and energy throughout the world and to spread God's light and love and energy throughout the world. So now that my daughter, she's grown up and she's in college, I'm dedicating the rest of my life towards doing what I was sent back here to do. And nothing fulfills me more than doing what God sent me back here to do. So, which is why I am going to be writing a follow-up book. And, you know, there is some interest from like, a Hollywood producer about possibly a book to film adaptation, you know, um, down the line, which of course would be great because I just feel the best way that I can reach out and inspire and enlighten and educate everybody is through, you know, my books and now being on podcasts such as your wonderful podcast. It's really the best way that I can go about doing what I was sent back here to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just talking to everybody about it and getting a big platform for that. Yes. Why do you think it is so important to get God's message out there? Because there's so much, especially what's going on in the world today, you know, with all the violence and even with COVID, I mean, so many people have lost their lives and loved ones to COVID. It's just, it's not an easy time to be in the world now. So I feel that this truly 
gives people hope, you know, it, it inspires them and enlightens them. And that's why I think it's really the perfect time now that I did come forward with my story and this book. And I used to always, I used to always say, I know when the time is right that I will get this book out into the world. I'm actually a very private person. So for me to be doing this is actually, you know, a big thing for me because I was never on social media. I was always, you know, very private. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I did say I have to do what I was sent back here to do and I can't be private anymore. So, you know, this is something very um, new for me too, but I'm so, I'm so happy to finally be serving my purpose for God and to, and to help others, you know, to know that one life has breathed easier because of you, that is purpose and my purpose. So I always say if I could take other people's pain and suffering away, and I used to say this even before I died and went to heaven and met God that, you know, in a heartbeat, I would, I would even say I would give my life to save all other people and animals from the pain and suffering that they're going through. Absolutely. And I think your book has the potential to do just that, to give people hope that our love goes on afterwards, that there is something wonderful waiting for us on the other side. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, heaven is, it's just, it's like paradise, you know, you, it's just, you're, you're with God, you're one with God in heaven, you know, what could be greater than that, right? I used to sometimes say to my mom, you know, as everybody always argues occasionally with their loved ones, so if my mom and I were ever, you know, arguing with each other, I would say, this is what I came back from heaven for. You know, I would say I was so peacefully in heaven and I chose to come back for you, you know, but I would only say that to her if I was upset with her. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you still have to come back and live your life. It's not yeah. like yeah. everything all of a sudden, just wonderful. You still have to go through it. Oh, of course. Right. I always say, you know, I mean, I'm only human too. I got, I have my good days, my not as good days, you know, and I, I definitely, I mean, I'm so thankful for this amazing, you know, experience that I've had and, and God choosing me as his messenger. But yeah, I definitely, I go through my ups and downs and all arounds, just like everybody else, you know, but I do have a higher consciousness. So I do feel that I definitely live my life a little bit differently than say, you know, most people do. So. Right. Right. Yeah. How do you feel like it's this experience has changed your day to day? Well, being all of the afterlife, the extraordinary 
extraordinary afterlife communication that I received from heaven. And I received a lot of messages and even messages from so, like from other family members or friends, some of their loved ones will come to me in a visitation dream to relay messages to them. So, or I've had even my brother, I don't know how I knew this, but I was walking into my kitchen one day and it just, I blurted out of my mouth, oh no, Brad has cancer. And that's my older brother. So I actually got upset with myself. And I said, you know, Alyssa, don't say that, you know. And then my brother called me that night and he said, Alyssa, I, I have bad news. I have cancer. So and I told him it, it just came out of my mouth earlier that day, you know, in the kitchen. So and then I had um, a dream about his daughter was at sleepaway camp and she fell and she heard her ankle at the pool. So when I woke up, I called her mother and I told her about that. And she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, I just got a phone call that Adina fell and hurt her ankle at the pool. So, you know, when I have all these things happening, I think it just, I live my life, you know, a little bit differently where I'm just paying attention to all these different signs that I receive and I just live my life in a very spiritual way you know like as I said I feed the wildlife you know I see like I try I see the good in everybody and I just try and do good deeds every day and I try to give back you know and I, I I'm just trying I hope that people, that they'll take that away with them, with my book, that life really isn't about, you know, receiving. It's about giving back and doing good deeds in the world, you know, because I actually feel that when you do something kind for someone else, it comes back to you. You have good karma. I think before my near-death experience, I was very spiritual and compassionate, but at the same time, you know, when you're so young, I do think that you believe that it's all about, you know, me, you know, like what's in it for me. But then after my near-death experience, I was so, I just wanted to do good and help others in need of help. Mm -hmm. I, 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 you know, I didn't think about myself as much anymore. It was more about helping others and giving back. Good for you. And you eventually wrote a book. Why did you know that it was time to write the book? Well, I actually wrote the near-death experience part eight years ago. And I just, something told me and, you know, to hold on to it that I'm going to have more to write so not to get it published yet. And I was raising my daughter. So, you know, I just set it aside. And I said, when the time is right, I'll get it published. And then when my beloved twin flame Todd died, mm -hmm. the day after I found out he died, I sat down 
and I wrote part three, Twin Flames, in my book, all about Todd and my beautiful spiritual love story. And I wrote that, I would say, in two hours. And then I said, now is the time to get it published. And, and then I did, you know, get it published rather quickly. So I knew the time was right. And then there's something, an extraordinary sign that I received about, because I had gotten um, a contract from a very good traditional publishing company in New York but then I also received this contract from John Hunt Publishing Obux in the UK. And, you know, I was I was undecided which, which book publishing company is the right one for me to sign with. So mm-hmm. I asked God before I went to sleep to give me a sign. And yeah. I don't want to say what it was, but it's so fascinating that the sign came to me the next morning. So I knew without 100%, I knew that I to go with um, Obux and you'll read about it in the book. It's like really incredible. That's amazing. Yes. And, and I also received a phone call from heaven from my beloved twin flame, Todd, which is in the book as well, which is also, you know, I, I, I was it'll take your breath away as well because it's from the phone call is from Todd and a Hollywood director. So I I won't go into detail, but it's like unbelievable because I was saying out loud to Todd as I sometimes speak to him in heaven. So I said, Todd, you have to help me get my manuscript into the right. I said, producer or director's hands for a movie to be made out of it. And as soon as I said that, my phone rang and it was Todd calling me from heaven with the name of a Hollywood director. So I won't say any more about it, but I mean, that was incredible because he was letting me know, you know, like this is, I guess, the Hollywood director that you should get it into his hands for a movie to be made out of it. But he's out of the country, so I have not gotten in touch with him yet. Oh, my God. Well, wait to see when it comes through. And I actually, you know, I took a video of it, the phone call from heaven and took pictures because I always try and document the proof of the signs and messages and extraordinary afterlife communication that I receive from heaven just to have proof. So, you know, people can't say like that can't be true, you know, right. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see the movie because I think it'll be a big hit and I think it will be, you know, an even wider audience for you. And the book again is Hope from Heaven from uh, Elissa Hope, which is, I just realized <laughs> the play on words, Hope from Heaven and Elissa Hope, right? So yes, my mama named me good, I always say. <laughs> she oh. named me must have known I was going to write this book, right? <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to get that, but all of a sudden I just got it. So um, your book is Hope from Heaven out in July from O Books, a division of John Hunt Publishing. And your website is elissahope.com. And that is Elissa with an E instead of an A. 
hope.com. Thank you so much for joining me today, Alyssa. I think your book is, is wonderful and I love how you tell your story. So I, I hope wish you much success with it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was lots of fun. All right. Well, let me know when the movie comes out. I sure will. <laughs> Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.